Welcome to the Experiment Podcast, where we talk about life and business and how they daily intersect. I'm your host, Laura Doughty. Let's get to some real talk. Happy Friday. Today is a Friend Friday podcast, and I am so honored and excited to share this beautiful person with you today. I have known for over 20 years and could not be more perfect for not only a Friend Friday, but from a real estate perspective, this senior administrative manager, Bonnie Welch from Atlanta, Georgia, is joining me today. She, like I said, has over 30 years of experience, started as an office manager with Harry Norman at the Buckhead Chastain office in 1996 and has worked her way through the ranks and is fantastic at everything real estate. But more than anything for me, she is and always will be my foundation. So she was my office manager uh, when I started in 1997. And I could not be more excited to share her with you today and all of her massive wisdom. So if you hear some accents coming out, well, you'll definitely hear it from her and you might hear a little bit from me. (laughs) So just fair warning, there's a little Southern love going on today. So let's just get right to it with Miss Bonnie. All right. So that is the formal introduction to this amazing, wonderful woman that has blessed us all with her presence today. Miss Bonnie Welch, just to give you a little history besides her formal bio, Bonnie Welch, also known as Mother Hubbard, at the Harry Norman office, is 100% responsible for who I am as a real estate agent and broker today. I got my license in February of 97 in Atlanta, Georgia, and I signed up with Harry Norman. And what was the street? Russell Road. Powers Ferry. Powers Ferry. That's right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So there were, I mean, there was room in there for a hundred agents. I know at one point we had a hundred agents and Herbert Eustace was my broker. And for anybody with Harry Norman that knows him, you know, that that was like the funnest thing ever. And him, Herbert and Bonnie were just two peas in a pod. They worked so well together. And Bonnie was my lifeline. For those of you that, you know, are thinking about getting into real estate or are in it, and maybe it's your first or second year and you're clawing your eyes out, Laura can relate. And you need a Bonnie in your life (laughs) because (laughs) she supported me and encouraged me. And what did we call, I called it the greenie room, you know, where the 10 of us were all back in that one room. Right. Is that what it was called? Um. Yeah, that's what you nicknamed it. Yeah. So, and then, you know, you knew you had started to kind of really make it when you moved up into the cubicles. And y'all, this is like old school, traditional real estate mindset of, okay, so you are in this one section where you don't even have a private desk. It's like a call center. And then you move to the cubicles and they're all fancy and nice. And then you get to move to the private office with the glass window and the door that gets to be shut. So- Anyway, while I was there at that location, like I said, Bonnie was just everything for me. And the beautiful thing is that because of her impact in my life, we have 
stayed friends. And again, I'm going on 1997, so 20 plus years. Uh, And she's been in the industry, in the real estate industry for almost 40 years, as I said in her bio. So I am, again, thank you, beautiful lady, for being here with me. And you can find her on Facebook. Uh, It's just Bonnie Welch. And she is more than happy to help you in any way possible. But I am going to go through kind of a series of questions because I want you guys to be able to use her as a resource and tap into, again, her wealth of knowledge. So you good with that, Miss Bonnie? Yes. Awesome. All right. So what is, in your mind, the one thing that you would tell a new agent coming into the real estate business? Probably there's... When you think about it, there's one more than one thing. But the first thing that comes into mind is to make sure you have enough savings to get you through your monthly budget, like your home budget, plus a year of new agent marketing that you may have to pay out of pocket for. For example, board dues, um, if you have to pay for your business cards, your announcements, your name writers, signs, things like that, you need to have that set aside so you're not dipping into your everyday funds. Yeah. <laughs> Lala didn't start out like that. And thank God I had my first sale in my first six months. And I was married at the time. Wonderful guy. Uh, didn't work out. All good. But uh, it was tough. And you know, thankfully I had a little extra talent, if you will, and because of my dad owning a publishing company. And so, you know, you encouraged me to reach out to the other agents to see if I could do open houses for them. If I could, I did flyers for some of them. I did, you know, other marketing pieces for people. And you were like the connector. You would say, I know that so-and-so needs a little help. So why don't you go ask her if you can help? So like I said, when I said she was my lifeline, she 100% was because I did not follow her extremely vital word of wisdom in starting your career uh, very financially sound. So if you're married and you've got a husband that can take care of you, fantastic. Mine just took care of himself, but it definitely helps to have Um, Or you might be one of those people that just really gets things done when you're scratching and clawing. I'm not one of those people. So I completely concur with you on that. What about, what do you think is the biggest mistake that you see agents make at any point in their career? Oh, really quick, y'all. Before she gets to that answer, I want to tell you about this awesome program that I'm offering, the Fierce and Strong Challenge. Sign up before the 20th of this month and you will get personalized, customized budget, marketing, and social media plan through the end of the year and through the first quarter of 2021. So this will help you finish fierce and start strong. So go check it out. You can go to lauradowdy.com forward slash link in bio and click the first tab at the top fierce and strong challenge. And I'd love to help you. There's only a few spots left. So go check it out. 
All right, let's get back to our answer now. I would say if you're in doubt on any aspect of real estate, marketing yourself, showing property, writing an offer, whatever it is, ask your broker or someone who has been in the business longer than you, I didn't want to bother you, will not keep you out of real estate jail. Uh, that's <laughs> a lot of what I heard. And I was sitting there 24-7 almost. So you know, your broker should be a phone call away. But in my case, I was in the office more than not. So, and I have my phone with me and I did get some phone calls, but the majority of the time, go ask somebody. Don't make a mistake and worry about it. It's better to ask and do it right if you can. So, so good, so good. Let me repeat the part. If you don't wanna get in real estate jail, ask your broker or someone, you know, find a mentor. In like, there, I had a couple of people that kind of took me under their wing and wanted to help support me and it made a world of difference. So, and you know, I mean, I learned good lessons and bad lessons. So I can remember, I don't know if you remember my big, my first big sale, uh, $500,000 in Ansley Park. And I had to give away 25% referral fee to one of the agents because I had failed to set up a clear understanding of the open house buyers that I got from a completely other like property having nothing to do with clearly I would never do that again, but it was a very costly lesson that I had to learn. But even in any business, whether you're in real estate or any other business, always ask. There's never any stupid questions. And if you happen to run into somebody that like looks at you or treats you like you're being silly or not whatever, don't worry. Just go ask somebody else because you're better off, like she said, uh, keeping yourself out of real estate jail and or not wasting time trying to figure it out on your own. And, uh, you know, that's what coaches and, and everybody, they, they leapfrog you ahead so many years by helping you with the questions that you have and giving you the steps to get there a lot faster. So awesome, awesome advice. Let's see, what's your view on the real estate industry currently? Because you've been with Harry Norman or you were with Harry Norman for quite some time, uh, over 20 years, and things shift. For those of you that don't really know the history of Harry Norman, Mrs. Harry Norman started Harry Norman Realtors in 1933. She called it Harry Norman Realtors because clearly that was her husband's name. And at that in that era, women especially owning businesses and or running businesses wasn't looked highly upon. So she was smart enough from a marketing standpoint to use her husband's name and they built the company and then she passed it on to her son. And I'm proud to say that's where I started my business. Uh, it, I actually have, I have a card. So it's on the back of the Harry Norman card. It's in, uh, clearly you guys know I have liveexcellence.com, but it says the standard of excellence. Excellence can be attained if you care more than others think is wise risk more than others think is safe dream more than others think is practical and expect more than others think is possible so that's where my real estate career started from and i have this card sitting right in the middle of my desk with my extremely long introduction to <laughs> that question what in your wise view do you see currently coming 
into the real estate industry moving forward? Changes and more changes. <laughs> um, because of the pandemic, you know, things changed and I think it may be the new normal. Before the pandemic, we would have said more agents were going to start working from home, offices are downsizing, so agents would have to do so eventually. Since the pandemic, you've got to wear your mask, appointments only have increased, virtual tours uh, would be a perfect thing right now. But I think if you work with the other agents and get a feel for the buyer or seller, as it were, how do they feel about their house being showed, shown at this time in our world? I believe a lot of agents have talked to their sellers and buyers. Some are comfortable with just wearing masks. Others don't want to be at home while their house is being shown. So just fill each other out work together and try to make it happen. Yeah, I love that. When I started with you guys, realtor.com, yeah, I don't care if I'm I'm dating myself, I'm 53, y'all. Realtor.com had just launched and I can remember all of the ladies, and I call them ladies because they were, they wore their dresses and their pearls. They were pretty much freaking out. They thought that their job would be replaced and thought all this tech was going to come in and, and, and remove them out of the process. And it's, I, I'm so grateful for that experience because it has kept, you know, the Zillows and all of the other things that have come into the market, trying to take advantage of the, the crash that happened in 2008, 2009. And it has been to have that as kind of like a foundational experience for me has allowed me to keep things in perspective and know that, you know, it ebbs and flows, but the one thing that remains consistent is our relationship with the client. Uh, We are human beings and we have to connect on a human. I mean, clearly look at, like you're saying, like with COVID, it, it has made it so much harder for us, but And it's also increased our appreciation and desire to connect on a human level. So in my opinion, regardless of any tech that's going to, you know, facilitate the transaction piece better, there's, there's no worry from a real estate agent standpoint of ever being removed from the process. What will get you removed, like she said before, is getting yourself in real estate jail and just being a crappy agent. So uh, if, as long as you maintain your relationships with your clients, you're, you've got a lifelong career. Speaking of which, I want to go back to the point that you made about the budget and having everything like the marketing piece. How important to you, for you, based on your view of watching people come and go and the, the people that have stayed the, for over the long, I mean, there's people that I started my career with that are still, you know, like Becky Amos uh, with that amazing Coca-Cola estate that she has. People like her that have been in the business still to this day. So how important is marketing in your mind uh, for an agent? Again, there's so many things that you can say, and I'm not going to try to give you the textbook, but a lot of people want to know and still keep in mind that you are still in the business 
if you do not have that one touch of importance, technology has become the role in our business. But client, they want to know that you're going to communicate with them. And the best thing to make sure of is how do they want to be communicated with? Um, I know some that are some very prosperous agents are doing postcards. They're doing mail outs, uh, item of interest. They're doing flyers. And now they're doing email newsletters just to keep in touch. So you can't actually go see somebody, just drop by and say hello. They right. used to do what we call pop buys. <laughs> now you can still pop by somebody's house and leave them something on the door and call them from six foot from the front door and say, hey, I'm outside. If you're home, I'd like to wave and say hello. But if not, I left you something at your front door. Just little things like that. Sometimes old ideas become new again nowadays. So true. So true. From a budget standpoint, what do you think should be allocated to marketing? Technically, I would say knowing your area and market that is available to you will help you in your budget. Ask the other agents, but most specifically, ask your broker what are the best practices they would suggest in your area. For example, uh, Malibu may be a whole lot different from Atlanta, mm -hmm. so a broker in Malibu would want to suggest to a new agent how much to spend on their budget. What do you see in that area of cost? If you go this postcard program, they're going to cost you X amount of dollars. If you have this company set up your e-newsletter, it'll cost you this much. Where in Atlanta, it may be a total different cost. Right. Bracket. That's very true. That's a, a very valid point. But at the same time, you also have a difference in pricing. So it does right. kind of equal itself out. But no, I totally agree that asking your broker... And another thing, if you're a new agent and you're looking to find a new broker, or maybe you're a, a longtime agent, you probably already know this, but this is just a friendly reminder that when you go to interview at another brokerage, then please make sure that you ask what marketing do they provide for you? What kind of support do they provide in regards to marketing or, you know, of course, there are all the other support systems that go along with that, but it does make a difference. Every agent gets to negotiate their own deal, just like every property that you buy, you negotiate your own deal. There's no cookie cutter. Uh, when you walk into a brokerage firm, there's, you can have 100 agents and you're going to have 100 different deals going on with those agents. So be sure to get clear on what the broker includes and comps, whatever words you want to use, but basically uh, provides for you versus in comparison to the amount of percentage of commission or fees that they're charging you and, and make sure that that, you know, pencils out on the bottom line of your profit and loss statement. Cause that can really, it can contribute a lot. You know, it, it, it can be, take a lot of uh, financial cost off your plate, but it can also um, just, kind of be smoke and mirrors sometimes too. So just be very cautious of that. From a systems standpoint, because everybody knows that, you know, from my coaching that I 
won't, I don't exist without my systems. How, so I'm kind of leading you in this direction, but how important do you think it is to have systems in place for an agent um, outside of their broker? Meaning, you know, when I came to work with you guys, there was you as the office manager, there was Marilyn as the listing coordinator, and I forget the other, Leslie, who was the transaction coordinator. And we might've had one other person, but regardless, we had a lot of support staff and, you know, of course the marketing was kind of all taken care of. So what systems, you know, kind of outside of that, do you think it's important for an agent to have? When you interview with a new broker or seeking to make a change to a new broker, generally we have some type of booklet to give you to tell you all the items that are provided for you as well as who's who on staff and what they do. As a new agent, you want to get a feel for the office. And I used to say when new agents were walking the front door, do you feel like it's a freezer in here or do you get a warm and fuzzy feeling like this is home? That should set the stage right there. But Great if point. you don't get one feeling over the other, then I know that there are many types of plans or marketing programs out there. Do your research. Like I said, some may do postcards and be specific on your company's part of it, what they'll give you towards it or not. The cost for something like a postcard program may be initially a lot up front, but then as you go forward through the year or a few months, whatever you decide, it may be less. I would talk to your marketing person in the office and the broker and get a feel for which plan that you're looking at does your office participate in or not. Some agents may use one program more than another. Yeah, Being a new agent, you want to have that database of your family and friends, not only to let them know that you're an agent now and can help with their real estate needs, but you want their phone number, their email, you want to ask them which is the best way to communicate with them. Um, maybe like the old way we said, you know, happy anniversary, birthday, you can pick up the phone to call somebody, but if they'd rather just have an email or text, then make a point to find out when their birthday is or their anniversary. And then make a point to call and talk to them about that, if nothing else, just to say hello. But at the end, you can always say, if you know someone that has a need of my services in real estate, please give them my name and number. No, that's great. I love it because it is absolutely a very successful habit to have to make sure that you're asking that question because a lot of times we're so busy trying to get their contact information that we don't think about saying to them hey what is the best way what you know like what preference of contact do you prefer because there's some people that are like if you call them like a hoop like i'm not answering my phone i don't understand that but i text email not only is it a good question to ask but it's also a way to have a conversation to really let them understand how much their relationship means to you. So I think that's an awesome system to have in place to make sure that when you're gathering your contact information, not only your sphere, but as you're going out and just meeting people uh, to, to do that as well. What do you think are 
in what you've seen are some of the most successful habits that you've seen in the top agents that you've worked with? I would say that most of them have some type of program like you, we were just talking about. Mm-hmm. Like some, a CRM. Mm-hmm. Right. Some have a company that will do their postcard mailings and they give them a list of their database and they don't worry about it again. Others do flyers to put out in the house or brought by certain offices in the area or to have in the office in case the office agents want to see something about the house. And then they may have yet another company that will do their e-newsletter and that company will do the guts of the letter and then once they approve it and add their own particular things it's gone i think it's important to figure out what works best for you not only money but what does it look like what does it entail is your time taken up dealing with it or are they going to handle it for you it's your preference it's your business no that's that's great the key thing that i hear you saying is consistency there yes. they've they've got systems in place that they repeat over and over and over and over it's all about how many you know points of contact are you making with that client and how consistent are you because if you're showing up you know every 3 months or here and there the subliminal message to the client is that you're i don't want to say flaky but kind of you're here today gone tomorrow and it's not a safe or comfortable connection to have tell us what excites you you've got so many pillars uh, that you have built over your career and so much wisdom to share with everybody what excites you about what is ahead real estate business is still a good business agents should look at their business as a job get up have a plan stay busy however always plan time out for yourself and or your family on your calendar you do not want to get yes yes but at the same time you got to work to make money and like you said initially in in the pod unless you have somebody backing you up that nest egg you got set aside is not going to be there long so you have to work. It is a job. And if you like what you're doing, it won't be a job. And I stole that from an old broker. But <laughs> I love that. If you like coming to work, if you like working at whatever you're doing, then you'll be a success. If you dread the thought of getting out of bed to go somewhere to work, then it's not probably going to work out. Nope. And there's one thing that is for sure about you is you love what you do and you're such a gift to whoever has the opportunity to work with you. And on that note, how can agents in the Atlanta area connect with you because you are available to assist them with all of these things that we've been talking about? One last note before I give you that information. (laughs) I've always said to all our new agents, honesty is the best policy Mm. and positive tracks positive. So if you're in a bad mood or in a negative way, leave it at the door. Don't bring (laughs) it and share it with others. 
And you can reach me at Bonnie Welch, 7660 at gmail.com. And that's Bonnie with an I-E and Welch like the grape juice, 7660 at gmail.com. Awesome. Thank you, Laura. No, love you, sissy. Appreciate you. Again, she's Mother Hubbard, y'all. She will take care of you. She will set you up for success. And when you're having a crappy day, she will cheer you on. And like she said, she's pretty much 24-7. She just gives 100% of her to everybody that she crosses paths with. So love you. Thank you. And y'all reach out to her. Take care and make the last part of this year work for you. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Experiment Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe, rate us, and leave us a review. And as always, follow me on Instagram at Dowdy underscore L-E for live. Excellent. Go make a difference, y'all. The world needs you.